Game Changer Episode 17, Can Gamification Truly Drive and Measure Sales Productivity? Featuring Mike Smalls from Hoopla. Welcome to Game Changer, a series on using gamification to engage employees. Join us as industry experts discuss one of the hottest trends in business today. Using game thinking to engage employees in work, wellness, recruiting, and more. This is a special podcast series by the producers of the top-rated podcast, The Engaging Leader. And now, with nearly 20 years of experience helping engage hundreds of thousands of employees at Fortune 500 companies and other organizations, here's your host, Jesse Leahy. Welcome to the show, Game Changers. This is the show for CEOs, HR executives, and other business leaders to learn about internal gamification. Over the course of this series, you'll hear examples and pitfalls, discover how to assess when it's an appropriate strategy, and learn to evaluate gamification partners and game design ideas. I think I think what's happened is, you know, there was, you, you have your t- typical hype cycle, right, of buzzword gets out there, everybody is interested in it, makes sense, they start following it, and then, then people start debunking it, and, you know, pretty soon half the population thinks it's a bunch of BS and the other think it's great and all that, right? So we're somewhere in the range of... Um, People will say, well, you know, gamification is just this bunch of fluff and other people thinking, you know, it's the next best thing since sliced bread. We're not really simply about gamification. We're focused on, you know, optimizing performance of employees. We sort of like the, uh, the Michael Hugo's game operating model. What, what can you actually apply from the principles of good games to the enterprise to actually get maximum performance? You know, and those principles are clear goals, clear rules, feedback system, voluntary participation, et cetera. How do we apply that? And then how do we combine that with other things like recognition, social pressure, the science of competition in general, uh, along with game mechanics? You're listening to Mike Smalls, the founder and CEO of Hoopla. Welcome to the show, leaders. You know, more than $9 billion is spent on sales contests and incentive programs each year. Yet most sales managers have no way to measure the impact of these programs. Now, Mike has started Hoopla and continues as the CEO. Hoopla is a software company that helps sales and service organizations use game mechanics to improve performance. Mike has more than 25 years of experience in the technology industry as a sales executive at several startups, as well as a leader of a variety of teams at larger companies. Hoopla is in a real period of growth right now. They grew more than 400% in 2012, adding over 100 customers to its roster from a variety of industries, including well-known companies like Adobe and Allergen and Experian. In addition, they just won a Salesforce App Exchange Customer Choice Award. Mike Smalls, welcome to Game Changer. Thanks, Jesse. I appreciate it. Mike, what's the story behind Hoopla? I started Hoopla after spending a lot of years in a variety of technology companies, both large and small, you know, building and, and developing teams and, and kept running into the same level of frustration, which is how do you get people to do the activities that you know are important 
for their success, how do you convince them to do those activities without cost, having to use a carrot or a stick all the time to do that? And, and so I started investigating the natural psychology of the, the audience that I was focused on, the salespeople, the, the service employees. And I've always been a sort of a student of, um, of psychology and stumbled across uh, a variety of techniques, including game mechanics. And, uh, you know, we, we put out the very first version of the product, put it out in the market, and it immediately had an impact on, on our customers. They had great ideas to add to it. And it sort of evolved and grew from there. So that today we have, like, like you said, we added a bunch of customers last year. We have uh, over a couple hundred customers using this, the, uh, the, the system today. And... Uh, you know, we get continual feedback from our customers that we, that we add and, and enhance the product as we go. Mike, why did you decide to focus on gamification as a strategy? Well, I wouldn't say um, we actually decided to do that. I think, uh, you know, as I mentioned, the game mechanics element of this uh, is a part of our solution. Um, gamification to us is, is more about applying the learnings from games to the enterprise. So, now, we, we actually like the way uh, Michael Hugo spells it out in the book Enterprise Games, which is you know, using a game operating model to apply that to the enterprise. So what do games do really well? They have clear goals, clear rules, a, uh, a feedback system that's almost real time, and uh, voluntary participation, which, if you really think about it, is what every business should be able to do. They just, games just happen to do it better. Mm-hmm. You also have a big focus on real measurable performance gains. You shared some some data that that talks about the difference that Hoopla has made. How how do you deliver that? Well, we believe that sort of the combination of real data analytics, uh, the science of motivation and competition, et cetera, combined with dynamic, compelling end user experiences is the key to optimizing the performance of teams and individuals. So we, we take a very data and science approach to this. Um, and that, that it comes across when, with our customers. We're, we're getting a lot of reports of huge gains in productivity and activities and et, et cetera from, from just applying our system to their, to their model. Speaking of your customers, a recent example that I've heard about, about the success of Hoopla's app is on 24, a cloud-based webcasting and virtual communication company. They just started using Hoopla in 2012, and they've shared with the world that their lead generation and sales pipeline has grown by 200%. What specifically has on 24 done? Well, I think what on 24 has done that a lot of companies try to do is first identify the activities that lead to success and focus on managing to those activities, those actions. Because uh, you know, any good management will tell you if you only focus on the end results, you're not actually helping and, and encouraging your, your team to achieve those goals. You're just putting that out there and expecting them to hit it. So by focusing on the activities, you can then do some very interesting things. The combination of those activities in a uh, either a contest or an incentive or simply just starting with what gets measured gets done has an immediate impact. And, and on 24 did that. They said, look, we are out to increase the number of me, you know, uh, calls, sales calls that lead to meetings 
And that's going to be our core metric that's going to drive the rest of the business forward. And they, by putting uh, Hoopla in place along with some other things that they were doing, they saw you know 200% to 500% increases uh, in the, the activities that they were trying to drive. And so what they did was they, they uh, started a, a competition around the meetings held and the, and, and the calls made and immediately started to see a lift there. And then they ranked people by that performance. They communicated on a regular basis. They created recognition around uh, hitting those targets. And that, that alone had a huge impact on their, on their performance. So what's the experience like for the sales rep? What do they get or what makes it, I guess, game-like for them? Well, as I mentioned before, we, we believe in the uh, sort of the compelling end-user experience as part of this process. So the science and the data is sort of hidden from, from view, um, but the compelling user experience is a really important aspect because, you know, the workforce that is uh, – uh, the generation that's, that's taking over the workforce today grew up on – much more dynamic um, games, uh, dynamic uh, use of the web than we ever did at you know, the older generations, right? So they expect higher things from their, from their work environment, and we believe that we have to deliver that for them. So from an experience perspective, we have multiple components to our system. There's a web component where you can actually, you know, just like you were going to your favorite sports website, you can go and check your stats, do head-to-head comparisons with your peers, uh, view your score, view your rewards that you've won, anything that has to do with your career and your your career stats. And then we also have a, a very compelling application, a wall-hanging application, that on 60-inch monitors, 80-inch monitors, it looks like you're watching the sports news with news tickers and people's faces being highlighted at virtual sales gongs and breaking news alerts as things are occurring. Very dynamic uh, visual, video. Um, you know, it looks like you're watching a professional television broadcast, but your people are being highlighted. And so the experience for the sales team is, it feels like they're being made famous, right, within their own company uh, for things that you want them to do. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, we have situations where people just literally stand around applauding and cheering, and um, it's it's a huge impact on the culture. Is that is there a lot of work on the back end, for example, at On24 or at uh, Adobe or any of these other companies that have done this? Is there somebody that has to do a lot of work to make all that happen? What the what we ask our customers to do is identify the the things that they want to measure in their vernacular. So. You know, some companies measure revenue, calls, meetings. Some other folks care about opportunities created. And they'll have different sort of naming conventions and things, filters that they use for that. So we support all their customizations and their, and their changes. They define what data they want to track and measure. What we do then is that we take that information and combine it with uh, our curated content um, animations, videos, transitions. We give them a lot of that stuff out of the box. But you may also decide that you want to use something custom that it, that's more applicable to your environment. So we allow them to upload custom video, custom sounds. Every person can have their own custom song that plays when they do something great. Wow, that is fantastic. I, I never would have thought that that would be a part of the, uh, of the system. And, and so that integrates into Salesforce then? Yeah, so our, our plan is to um, integrate into the systems that 
uh, the, our customers use so that they don't have to have yet another thing to enter data into. So Salesforce is, uh, is the obvious uh, you know, first step for us, and we've been invested in that a long time. So we have a very tight integration um, where we can get real-time data out of, out of Salesforce, where a lot of that data resides. But it's, uh, it won't stop there. Now, the director of corporate sales for On24 was recently quoted as saying, the questions every sales manager wants answered are why those people succeed and whether that success is repeatable. And he went on to say that Hoopla is helping them understand what motivates salespeople and apply those principles in a way that improves sales performance across the whole team. Can you break that down? Exactly how is Hoopla making that happen? And do you worry about people that are less motivated by competition than others? Well, so two key questions there. So the one, the one is that um, a lot of data is available if you go hunting for it, but it's not easy to get. So at the very first level, we can help companies unlock the data that's already buried into these systems. Uh, so in, this, in Salesforce, for example, if you ran 12 reports, you can get a lot of this information, but then you have to cross-reference it and show it uh, you know, uh, in comparison to other data and in comparison to other people. We take care of that workload for people just by simply allowing them to define those, those elements, and then we, we combine those into a, uh, a consumable element that, that really gives insight. So what we're not trying to do is be a data analytics company from a, you know, a classic um, sales analytics or, or what have you. But what we are doing is taking that data and making it relevant to the individuals in order to change their behaviors. So uh, if you see yourself in comparison to goals or the, the other folks and you see the, the increase or the trending and you know, have an, uh, you can start to have a, a vision of what you need to do to actually get ahead. Those things are, have, have a huge impact. So what was the second question? Yeah, the second one is a lot of what you're talking about in terms of what motivates salespeople. Mm-hmm. seems like it comes mm-hmm. back to competition. And I know on a lot of teams, you, there are, are people who don't, aren't really motivated by competition. I don't know if that's an issue or not for sales teams. Is it all about competition? I think it's a great question in that you really need to understand the audience that you're targeting. In fact, the, the, from a, a recent book called Top Dog, uh, an author named Poe Bronson, and he has a co-author as well, I forget her name, um, they talk about the fact that some studies show that about half of the population is motivated by competition, meaning they, their performance increases when they're in the face of competition. 25% of the population ha- has no meaningful impact whatsoever, and 25% are actually negatively impacted by competition. Wow. So what you'd want to do is look at who are you aiming at, what's your audience, and make sure that the system you put in place, if you're going to put in a, a very highly competitive system in front of sales, you're going to be okay because that audience self-selects into a competitive. They, they choose to compete and then they're motivated by it. In fact, superstars and, and star performers will leave a company that does not have a competitive enough environment if, because they won't get recognized for their, their uh, performance. 
So you have to actually encourage competition for those folks who are motivated by it. Oh, that's fascinating. And so your typical sales team, they really have self-selected themselves. If they're on sales, they probably are motivated by competition. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, you can, you can talk to a lot of uh, sales leaders who will tell you that those who are not probably are in the wrong job. So <laughs> they, they're not too concerned with those. The, hey, maybe we have a few outliers on our team that's not motivated by competition. They probably are in the wrong job and they need to move on. Do you have any uh, case studies or stories that you can share that would help make the business case for implementing Hoopla? Um, we have tons of them. Um, I'll give you a couple little examples. Actually, we're about to publish a case study from a, one of our newest customers called Glassdoor, which is a, a company that's all about uh, transparency in the workplace, right? So their whole business is selling uh, services to companies uh, to publish information, employee reviews about the company, et cetera. Well, what they've, uh, what they found was uh, when, when they implemented Hoopla, a couple things happened. Um, one was they had this, uh, just a field in, uh, in Salesforce that they needed the salespeople to fill out. And no matter how much, you know, begging, prodding, threatening they did, <laughs> they just could not get them to do that field because the salespeople didn't view it as important to their job. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they did when they put Hoopla in place, the first thing they ran was a contest around just getting this field filled out. And the very first day that they ran it, all of a sudden they started getting calls and emails from all over the company, salespeople, managers, what's this field? How do we fill it out? And within three days, 100% of those records had been updated and, and it was completely adopted. And they continue to this day to see an increase from a 75% sort of accuracy and adoption rate to now 100% because they're able to showcase and make those things important to everybody because they're tapping into their natural sense of competition and uh, their desire to to look good and and to be recognized. (laughs) That's amazing. That is just one little simple example. We see other companies have reported 100% 100% increase in rep productivity. Uh, a company called New Relic is a real high-flying company that's growing really rapidly. They had a situation where they were trying to increase the the overall culture and the excitement level in their Salesforce. It was sort of a little bit too quiet because they were selling to developers. And when they put Hoopla in, all of a sudden, the uh, effect of hearing all the success from others started rubbing off on everybody else. And it just increased the performance from everybody across the board. Yeah, those are some good stories. Now, do you have any broad-based data? Those are kind of stories within uh, specific mm-hmm. companies. Do you have any broad-based data that you can share as well that would support whether it's making a meaningful difference or what kind of ROI a, a company can expect? Well, you know, we're we're um, working on that right now. We have, as I said, we're we're very, very data driven, and we're using uh, insights to help improve the way we deliver solutions. So we're focused on a couple things. One is what are the elements that are the most effective in terms of steering those behaviors? How do you tap into motivation? What what are things that are that are really critical? 
when designing a program to drive incentives. So we've, we've got a bunch of things that we're working on in terms of looking at data, looking at how that plays out, mapping that to actual scientific studies and, and playing that out. I, I don't have any you know, hard data to share with you on that yet, but I can tell you that that is a key focus for us is the learnings that we can continually put back into the product. Sure. Now, it all sounds very exciting, and some of the stuff that you're talking about sounds like there's a lot of uh, customization going on, and it makes me feel like maybe Hoopla is is very expensive. Uh, but how much does it cost to implement? You know, it's it's actually uh, still relatively inexpensive. Um, we're um, you know less than twenty bucks a month per user, um, and and uh, it often comes lower than that, and and it's. Uh, you know, the, the implementation process is very simple and straightforward. What we've done is designed the system in a way that allows companies to modify and customize it to the things that are really important to them without requiring them to build this from scratch and write code and do a big, long implementation process. Mm-hmm. So the actual technical implementation may take 10 minutes. The going through and customizing it can be done in, in, in under a couple hours. Hmm. So, if if someone's listening and they say, "Yeah, I wanna, I wanna, let's get this hoopla," how long should they plan uh, to for implementation to take? Be, they they shouldn't run out and promise it to their CEO that we're gonna have this tomorrow, should should they? Well, uh, you know what? Our um, <laughs> just the, this this week we had uh, someone contact us in the morning. And by that evening, it was it was implemented and customized, and the next day it was rolled out to the entire company. Wow! That's um, now, now that is unique, right? It takes that 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 person uh, was dedicated to getting this up and running. They had a deadline to hit. It's only to show you what's possible. I think, yeah. Ultimately, you want to plan this out a little bit and understand what are the things you want to measure, who you would, how you want to organize your teams and your create your positions and that sort of thing, and and what competitions you might want to set up in the system, et cetera. But you, you can get from zero to you know, displaying relevant, pertinent information in, in just a few hours. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And going back to what you said earlier, that you, you sh- should take a thoughtful approach to implementation. But once you have it implemented, the, you're still going to be, it's still an iterative kind of program, right? You're still going to be uh, reviewing the data, making decisions about what to motivate during this time period, or let's let's do a different type of competition this month, right? Yeah, absolutely. But that's already happening today in every organization. Mm-hmm. So one of the nice things, I mean, one of the things that I caution people against in, in looking at gamification in general is what we don't want to do is come in and ask you to change your entire business process, the way you manage your teams, the way, I mean, we're not asking people to change fundamentally things about the company. We go back to that game operating model and you say, look, every company should have clear goals, clear rules, a good feedback system. We're just simply taking that to a level that allows you to to do that in an automated way. Sales teams already run sales contests, presidents' clubs. They already stack rank and send information out about who's leading and what. They're already measuring these things. They just don't have any easy way of doing it today or an automated way to make it 
fun and relevant and interesting and, and compelling. Mm, that makes sense. Now, how does Hoopla compare with other solutions available in the marketplace? I think we're early days on this. I think there's a lot of companies interested in, you know, how do we take the current performance level of our employees to the next level, right? And I think, so I think there's a lot of interest and a lot of money, as you've said at the beginning of this, being spent to try to drive and, and enhance performance. We know that, you know, less than a third of all employees are act, actually engaged in their jobs, which means high turnover rates. It means poor performance. It means bad customer service, you name it, right? And so getting that and being able to improve that is what people are looking to do, what companies are looking to do. So there's a number of vendors that are sort of taking different approaches to this problem. So we have we have we run into companies out there. There's nobody that's an exact match to what we do, and you know, uh, you know, we're doing a checklist of features. I would say our approach is one we believe in: real data analytics, science of motivation, and, and competition, and compelling. Uh, end user experience, and that's the that's the way we're hitting this. Other companies may take a different tact. So there's a lot. Of, we're still early days, and we'll see how this all shakes out. We just happen to believe we're on the right track. Mm-hmm. And what's the target market for Hoopla? Are, are there specific industries you're targeting, and a certain size of customer? We're, we're focused right now, sort of in that 25 million to a billion kind of range of company. Um, we do have customers that are larger than that, and we have customers that are smaller than that. But uh, you know that it's a pretty big, wide girth there in the in the middle that we're targeting. But it's it's the uh, you know a sales team of 25 to 100 to a thousand. You know those are the things that we're uh, we're looking at. And are you assuming that they have? Salesforce uh, or a, di- a different CRM? What, what are your prerequisites? Today, uh, we're assuming they have Salesforce. Um, that's our that's our prerequisite right now. Um, as I said, that li- that limitation will be lifted as we move forward. But that's a key thing right today. You know, it's folks who you know are already doing um, some of these elements as i mentioned you know running competitions measuring their teams already you know measuring the and tracking and stack ranking different folks those are the folks that are really great fits um, but anybody interested in sort of enhancing their culture and driving uh, more uh, engagement within their teams are are good candidates for us mike how can somebody find out more or take the next step with hoopla well, there's a couple of ways. Um, our website is uh, www.hoopla.net, um, and there's a, a form you can fill out there. You can also find us on the Salesforce App Exchange just by typing in Hoopla or Scoreboard, or you can call our uh, our main line, which is uh, 408-498-9600. Mike Smalls, founder and CEO of Hoopla from San Jose, California. Thank you for joining us on Game Changer. Thanks, Jesse. I appreciate it. And we'll provide the contact information that Mike shared in our show notes for this episode, which you can find at engagingleader.com forward slash GC17, as in Game Changer Episode 17. If you enjoy this series, be sure to check out the weekly leadership podcast, Engaging Leader, where my guests and I share more ways to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Until next time, remember, life is short, so keep it fun. 
You can find both Game Changer and Engaging Leader podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our website at engagingleader.com. To stay up on the latest news and trends in internal gamification, join the Game Changer group on LinkedIn. We'll automatically direct you to our LinkedIn group when you go to engagingleader.com group. Subscribe to our e-digest at engagingleader.com newsletter. When you do, we'll send you a free copy of Jesse's ebook, Eight Communication Tools for Leaders. You can also follow Jesse on Twitter, at Jesse Leahy, and like us at facebook.com slash engagingleader. Game Changer is a production of Aspendale Communications, a consulting firm that helps mid-sized and large employers attract top talent, engage employees, and deliver superior business results. Find out more at aspendalecommunications.com. Our thanks to Joe Sherwood, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, James Marler, our sound engineer, Cliff Ravenscraft, our podcasting advisor, Dustin Hartzler, our website engineer, J.J. Leahy, our video and web intern, and Peter McIsaac, who composed our theme music. 